Thank you for joining us. Good morning. <laughs> you not sleep well last night? I didn't go to sleep until late. I had to scout a game. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I just it needs to. I love it. I love the grind, but I would prefer to be like over right now and tired. Over as in like it's the end of March and we've won, not over as in I want to lose early. No, no, I, I get it. Solo, remember what we talked about. And that is. You can't say man. that word. Can't say what word. The N word. Yeah, I apologize to our 10 followers. Maybe when we blow up, we'll have to d d delete some of these previous things. So if I wind up getting a job up north, wind up deleting it. I've labeled it explicit, so, you know, it's okay. I said labeled it explicit. Okay. Y'all better go ahead, Ravens. Today is the day. Don't disappoint me. All right. Let's get into it. Georgia Bama coaches. As always, I'm your host, JD, and with me, Lem and Solo. How we doing, fellas? I know Solo's really tired because he's embracing the grind. I'm it's a good day. Yeah. Our teams haven't lost in a while. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah. My so, team uh, hasn't lost, period. So. I'm very happy. You know, and since I know they're sucked. not going to listen, and <laughs> since I know they're not going to listen to it, oh my gosh, that was like the that was like the best feeling in the world to beat that team, to beat that coach. Oh, gentlemen, that was really fun. All right, uh, so we since we missed it last week, uh, let's talk about team in distress. Um, I know I got my pick right now. That'll be the Clippers. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Washington Wizards. For as good of a roster they have, they can't play defense worth anything. They play high school level defense in the NBA. And they have two, I would say, at least top 30 talented players. And they can't compete they don't they don't the disrespect is showing you exactly why i've always said like i said i love russell westbrook's mentality but just because you have a good mentality does not make you a good player he is not a top 10 point guard in the nba and the fact that some of us still think that he is better than chris paul is astounding it's astounding because he can't lead anything, 
He can't run an offense. And by God, he cannot guard anybody that's slightly taller than him from getting to the basket because he's so worried about padding the stats. So he saves his energy throughout games. Like, I've seen him play in three. Like, I saw the one where, like, they beat the Nets. And they beat the Nets off of, like, sure luck. Like, Kyrie KD had three opportunities to win the game. And Russell Westbrook, and they just got lucky because they missed those shots. But Scott Brooks has got to get that rotation down. And I, in all honesty, people may not want to hear it. I would bring Westbrook off the bench at this point. And he's not doing anything as a starter. Well, That's but this has been his MO for, what, 10 years now? Exactly. Like, he's a good guy. He's a rah-rah guy. He's a guy that I would want to have on my team. But he's, like, he if he's in your top two on a team, you're not going to win anything. Nothing meaningful. I, you, I mean, not, I think you he might can be, but, like, I think they're utilizing him as the one is the mistake. I think you need to have a legitimate one and have him be the two. My point exactly. I, I'm not He's not. A, he this, shouldn't be running, this the, running the floor. This Wizards team, like them doing bad, is not on Russ. Let's let's not no, forget it's they, not. they no, did they did bad before Russ got there. I'm, he I'm just makes it worse in terms in terms. Thank of, you. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he makes them worse because they still were bad when it was just Bradley Bill and Bradley Bill's the one that's pretty much running everything. Um, still to this day, like you know, he's the leading scorer. He's he's the main guy on the team. It's just. Like I tweeted out, like when they signed Russ, I said specifically the Wizards did not get the right player. That was a stupid trade just to get Russ in the first place. And that the Rockets would win the trade just by getting an actual point guard to go alongside James Harden. Granted, James Harden, it took him a while to buy in. um, But, you know, it's better than nothing. But the team is just so bad defensively. It's like shockingly bad. Um, and that's my my thing with their team. Like, I get that they're young and they're, you know, outside of Russ and Bradley Bill, they're just playing people like Thomas Bryant, who just got hurt, and Rui Hachimuri and whoever else um, on the team. And the rest of the roster is just booty cheeks. But, like, y'all got to play defense a little bit. Like, you can't just give up. 120, 130 per game and expect to win games. That's that's beyond playing with Russ. Like yeah. Steph can't play defense and they don't give up that amount of points. That's the rest of the roster too. That's my thing with the Wizards. But yeah. All right. Uh, so there's our little NBA update. Uh, I do think that... Um, the Hawks are looking better. Um, I wouldn't say they're good yet, but I think they are looking a little bit better. Um, they, I think they're one solid player away from being a playoff team right now. But Who is that? The Hawks. Eh. For being a playoff team, not making a run in the playoffs. Eh. Eh. As, as many y'all are gonna hate me for saying this. Detroit is like the like Detroit is like the bottom of the barrel, and they're closer than LA. I mean, than Atlanta is, in my opinion. My opinion. Solo, solo. 
Detroit has uh, nothing but big men. And I'm just completely being honest with you. I trust those big men. And uh, what's his name coming off the bench as the sixth man? More so than I trust Trey Young, suspect defense. He's a good talent. He's nowhere. Everybody's trying to tell me he's next stuff. I don't see it. Um, their core is good. I'm just saying, like, yeah, maybe two, three years down the road, I might be convinced. But right now, they're still too young to do anything of meaning in my eyes. And you think Detroit's closer? It's not. We're not. We're not talking about like making playoff runs. I'm just talking about like as far as who do I personally believe has a better chance of being an eighth seed. And like I like Detroit more so than I like Atlanta. That's just well, yeah. Why well, is this constructed now? I'm saying if they found Ethan, first you know, legitimate player, I think they have a shot of getting that eighth seed. Ethan, so, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Even that, that's what I was saying. Now, that, yeah, no, Detroit, I, I agree with that. Detroit is likely going to be the worst team in the entire East this year, and you're saying that as presently constructed, they're a better. They're not going to be the worst team in the East this year. That's definitely going to be the Wizards. Um, no, it'll be the Knicks. I think the Knicks will be the worst. Yeah, team. yeah, it'd be like well, now the Knicks are actually on a decent role, but they're obviously going to fall apart once it starts getting because uh, they don't have a guy. But like, it's going to be a jump up ball between the Wizards and the Knicks, um, and then after that, I believe. Let me go ahead and pull up my because like, I wrote down all this stuff. Now I actually did research. Today. You did research, but you know, the Pistons are the bottom two right now, right? Right. I you don't understand. Like I, I absolutely feel one hundred and fifteen percent where you're coming from. Like like they're two and seven, the Wizards are two and eight, the Hawks are right now four and five. I'm talking about like when we look at like say like the teams that the Hawks have already played, okay? Um like I said, they had a really good win against the Nets off of a back to back. That's good. But their team their wins have come against, you know, the Bulls, the Grizzlies. By one without, I mean, well, John Morant played in that game, but the second one, John Morant didn't play. Uh, the Nets actually beat them when they had decent defense. The worst team, one of the worst teams in the Cavaliers, actually beat the Hawks with everybody healthy and playing. And then the Hornets that don't have a clue are actually beating up on that team. Worse so, as you look at the Pistons, you're talking about, okay, when I look at my first couple losses, like, yeah, they lost to the Knicks. I don't know my fight. That's preseason, excuse me. They lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, Western team, that they're better. Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't really believe that they're better. But as like I said, they got them on the off night. The Hawks did already beat them. That's fine with me. The Wizards beat – I mean, they lost to the Warriors. They beat the Celtics off of sheer luck. And then the next day, off of that back-to-back, they came back and they beat them by two. They lost to the Bucks twice on a back-to-back. And then they've lost they, – they beat the Suns. Like, my biggest thing is is that the way that the season is constructed, like, I feel like the Pistons have had to play harder games up front, uh, especially when you're talking about playing Milwaukee back-to-back. You've already played, like I said, Atlanta head up. And like you said, they're not constructed to beat Atlanta. I'm just saying, me personally, I think as the season goes on and the war of attrition goes on, Detroit's going to be a better team down the stretch then they will only because of, like I said, got veteran leadership, you got experience, and you got, you know, people 
on that team that can actually go out and grab out buckets. Now, if that happens to be wrong, I get that. But I'm still going to hold to the fact that right now, the Nets are outside of the playoff picture right now, okay, along with the Hawks. I, I just don't yeah. see the point. Like, like right now, like the 76ers are in first place, and we damn sure know that that's not going to last. Like, so it's early in the season. I'm just saying me Do you think Brooklyn's going to figure things out and take over? Well, the reason why, like I've always said, I don't think Brooklyn will figure anything out is the main reason they don't have a leader. You got two really good guys, but they're both betas. Kyrie just showed up in the last game and said, I didn't feel like playing because I don't feel like playing. Like, who does that? Like, yeah. who does that? You know what I mean? Who, who do you think like is going to take over that one? Is that going to be the, the Bucks taking over that number one seed again and not doing it? Well, I mean, if, if you had to ask me for my top four in the East currently right now, it would have to go Milwaukee. After Milwaukee, you have to give me um, – what's his name? You have to give me the 76ers because, I mean, they are – they're good. I just don't think that they're number one seed good. So Milwaukee, 76ers, the Celtics, and then at the very end, give me the Heat as being the top four teams in the East. And, I, you know, I just think that that's how it's going to wind up shaking out. Um, I, I don't see in any way, shape, or form that the Nets, you know, like with the injuries that, that I mean, didn't – who just got injured on the Nets? I forgot. Uh, it wasn't Spencer Dan Whitty. It was it wasn't Spencer Dan Whitty. Yeah, yeah so you have your only, in my opinion, your only true point guard is hurt. Uh, Kyrie plays the position of point guard, but he's not a point guard. He's a yeah. point scorer. It's like, he's like a, a better refined version of Russell Westbrook that can actually like shoot the ball. Um, and I just, I don't see that working out down the stretch because we all know like LeBron, when he was with Ky when he was with Kyrie, like, he let Kyrie shine. Kevin Durant's not about that. Kevin Durant, like, he doesn't have the space that he used to have. He doesn't have, like, the, the spread-out shooters. So he's not going to be nearly as efficient as he's been uh, in past years. It's not going to work. So I, I'm just curious to see, like, that team when stuff gets tight. Like, do you see more of what happened last night where, like, Kyrie has the ball, he misses the first shot, Kevin Durant gets pissed, gets the rebound, he puts it back up, and then they miss, he misses, and then you wind up losing to the worst team that I believe is in basketball right now? Or do they figure it out? I just think that the it's going to be the latter. I don't think that they figure it out. I think that they, if they make the playoffs at the seventh or the eighth seed and they get bounced in the first round. Okay. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, we had some of our playoff games yesterday for the NFL. What is y'all's reaction to what happened? I feel like two games went as scripted and another one kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, and I, I just give a personal shout out that karma is real. That is exactly why Philip Rivers, like all those times that you were dead gone being a menace to my Peyton Manning oh. coach. And oh, messing with man. us and like trying to, yeah, and trying to mess with our play calls. Hey, guess what? Karma, karma is real. And that's exactly why you, as a projected Hall of Famer with uh, two minutes left on the clock with the ball at the 20, couldn't get them to field goal range. 
field goal range. You have arguably one of the best young kickers. Can't believe I'm saying that because he came from Georgia and Rodrigo Blankenship in the league. Like, and you can't even get him to field goal range with two minutes on the clock, bro. Ah, you hate to see it. Now, what game shocked you? Because I wasn't shocked by any uh, of the Seahawks game kind of The Seahawks. Kinda... Yeah. The Rams, Rams don't have a, the Rams don't have a quarterback. Yes, well, they, they do. Have a Jared Goff played. He, he had a broken thumb that just had surgery on it. He wasn't even supposed oh. to play. He was the emergency QB for this yeah, game. Yeah, the emergency QB. So what you're telling me is, is that your starting quarterback came back and won a, uh, won a wild card game. Like that, that I'm just like, that didn't surprise me. Like, I, like I've always said that the Ram, I think that the Rams defense was a whole lot better than the Seahawks defense. Like if we can be honest. Well, yeah, and I mean, then, Aaron Donald's well, a freak. I just thought Russell, right. Russell Wilson usually stepped up in playoffs. Uh, right. And it just looked like they were not, had not practiced that week. They did not. They did not prepare properly. I think that when he showed up, I mean, it's just like it's hard when you think about that. L.A. is front four is so dominant. They play Alabama style defense where you rush four. They only blitzed twice in the first half. Yeah, that O-line and they had like multiple sacks. Huh? That O line was straight garbage in that. Game. Garbage. I, I I agree. And I but said that before the season that they have a shitty offensive line up there in Seattle. I said, that's fair. Like no, that's how they're built for. No, you're wrong. That's a shitty offensive line. Okay, I can I can look. I I can be the first one to tell you that you're right. I was wrong about that. I totally misjudged that. And I saw that yesterday when you have a front four getting pressure, so so much pressure. If I don't have to blitz you in the NFL to get pressure on your quarterback, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose that game no matter how good that quarterback is, which is crazy. Like, that's, that's nuts. And beyond that, you gave up 100-plus yards to Cam Akers. And they, they weren't even passing the ball. It was just, I mean, they – handed the ball off at some point you know you gotta tackle clog the lane a little bit i i don't know seahawks just looked defeated from the jump yeah i'm I, i'm not saying that the rams winning was the shock it was the performance the performance yeah by the seahawks that made me just see like wow this this was the the comp the division champ you know, this this was the team that they had a shot at being the number one seed coming in the last week. And they, they come out like this. Like, this is that's, – that's the shocker to me. Yeah, I guess I get that um, there was no fans in the stands. So, in terms of having that home field yeah, advantage. The emotion, yeah, for, all that stuff. It wasn't there. But this is a playoff game. Like, this is win or go home. And they just came out. You know, they scored that one touchdown – um, yeah. to DK and it looked like they're about to turn it on but their defense didn't stop anybody but we, we can no longer deny Jalen Ramsey as one of the best corners of all time 
Yes. Uh, they, they, I pulled, they pulled up a stat. Like he is, uh, Hold up now. Hold up. DK now. Mad. Hold hey, up. hey, listen, hear me out. I got a No, I got a problem with that. I got a, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that statement. I'm sorry, I do. If, if we are not willing, if we're not willing on this podcast to unanimously believe that Derrick Henry is a top running back of all time, I will not, will not put Jalen Ramsey in a discussion with Charles Woodson, uh, Darrell Revis. Uh, I, I, I refuse for him shutting down a second-year wide receiver. We will, not, we will not have that blasphemy on this that's podcast. Fair. Wait a minute. I that's agree fair. with you about Derrick that's, Henry. That's, don't, that's, don't shut me down. That's, that's fair. I was saying one of the great. I wasn't saying Hall fair. of Fame great. I was talking about one of the best in the league right now. That's, okay, that's best fair. in the league we, right now. That's what I, I was. Best. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying like all Hall time. I just said in the league right now. Yeah. In the league right now, yes, no, you you got signed, silk delivered. I'm I'm right there. I'm I'm, I'm like right just look at the stats against him. Like not just DK Mac, not just this game against DK Metcalf. But all three games against DK Metcalf, covering nearly 60 times, he only got targeted seven of those 60 times and only completed three catches for, like, 11 yards. But if we can be honest, like, I can't believe I'm about to say this because it's going to give, like, a lot of credit to somebody I don't feel like giving credit to. But DK Metcalf is like, don't get me wrong, he's a good receiver. He is. But right now he's slightly overrated. Like he he like to to use that person's knowledge, he's he hasn't sustained excellence for multiple years. Like it's the first time he's ha- he's balling out this season. Like it, that just saying that he's you know like he's an above average receiver right now. Yeah, I think the but one flaw the one flaw to DK is his route running. Like he has yes. all the tools. He has all the tools to succeed. But if he could get route running down, like to the Big level of someone like Julio or whoever, well, it's hard. He to would be dominant level with route running. Let's be honest. Like that's that's. Well, but I mean, yeah, like it's but, like it to me. It seems like it's simple footwork. Like he. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that he, he can't be better at his. But like, like Julio is one of the best route runners in the game. To say, oh, he needs to get like Julio. That's not. That's like okay, but put it this way: Devontae Adams has better has better route okay. running skills yeah. than he does. I'm not disagreeing with the fact he needs to he can run better routes. I'm just saying, oh, say, oh, it's like saying, oh, you need to throw the ball like Peyton Manning. You just need to okay, throw- but look at it like this. Okay, so look at this. We can all agree that AJ Brown is a marginal decent receiver. Yes, and the thing that makes AJ Brown relevant in that Tennessee Titans offense. Not only the fact that he is their best receiver, his footwork is immaculate. His footwork is is five, I'm going to go out and let me say it's five times better than DK than DK's. If DK had half of AJ Brown's footwork, then we're 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 having a conversation there about like, oh my God, how do you how do you stop him? Right. Like without you know without covering him with two people, without covering him with the corner and the safety over the top, it's like how do you how do you stop one on one? That's just my personal opinion. Do you think oh, DK a, Metcalf is like just too big? Like he's he's too tall and has bro, too he's much the weight tank, on him. bro. Like he looks like, like he should be playing tight end. Yeah, I I think that plays a role into his footwork. So I don't know any like 
six four six five receivers that are built like a tight end that can really maneuver, you know. Well, Justin Blackman, before he got kicked out of the league for being just an idiot, Justin Blackman was the blueprint for the Jacksonville Jaguars, came out of Oklahoma State. Right. But he, he was wasn't. huge, and he was in between that tight end wide receiver range weight-wise. And if you look at his footwork back when he was in college, to me personally, Justin Blackman was an immaculate route. Yeah, but that, that also kind of comes down to how big your feet are. Like, Jerome Bettis is a huge human being, and he could run the ball, and he could tiptoe because he had small feet. True. I'll give you that. That's that's so the, I, I, that No, I, I haven't looked up, like, Justin Blackman's shoe size or, you know, or uh, DK Metcalf's shoe size. I just – that's just one thing they would talk about with Jerome Bettis is he was he was so flight of foot because of how small his feet were. So I don't I don't know if that's a factor. Why are you that big and only have a size ten and a half? That's that's that, that shouldn't be allowed. Justin Blackman does your body a, support that? I mean, he must have really good ankles. I'm telling you, he must be like that um, chubby season. And Justin Blackman's not even that big. Um, Calvin Johnson was the last person that had that sort of size. And, yeah, I was thinking Calvin and, Johnson as well. And how footwork. big was Justin ba- Justin Blackman on uh, what's his name on draft day? He was he was like six one two ten. I don't think he was that which big. Is yeah, so, yeah it's, which is solid. That's that's large, but it's it's not like you know. It's not DK Metcalf size. Right. Well, no, I get that. I'm just saying that that was one of the biggest complaints about him outside of like the drug use was the fact that it's like they felt that he was too big for wide receiver. And they said they were trying to like convince him to go and become a tight end or like be like one of those hybrid players. And I just like, well, you know, tight ends don't make nearly the money that wide receivers do in the league. They make good money, better money than running backs, but they don't make wide receiver money. So I wouldn't want nobody to make me a wire, uh, a tight end either. Well, there was that whole issue with uh, what's his name? Who was that 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 Saints tight end? That that really big one. In um, Seattle. I can't can't think of his uh, name, but shoot, uh, Jimmy the basketball Graham. player, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy yes, Graham. Jimmy Graham. That that was big thing. He got franchise tag, and his his um. His agent was trying to push for him to be franchise tagged as a receiver, not a tight end. And his argument was that they they lined him up outside more often than they did attach him to the line of scrimmage. So he couldn't. You, you should you should be labeled as a wide receiver. And that was a, that was would have been a big pay difference is if he had a that. huge pay difference. A difference. It wasn't it like twenty or thirty million dollars at that. I don't know if it was that much, but it, it was probably like maybe ten million. Oh, and I'm because franchise tag is one year. One year, my yeah. bad. I'm thinking about like contract wise. Yeah, saying. but it was significant for sure. Just trying to get that Travis Kelsey type money before Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Before Travis Kelsey. Uh speaking of the Chief the Chiefs, uh let's look at some teams that may be playing them. Uh, what about the Titans and the Ravens? Uh, who do we think is going to pull out that one? Redemption tour. Redemption, Redemption tour. tour. Redemption. You know, Thank you. What was it? the Titans had a better 
passing game, which, I mean, it is better than it has been in the past. But it's they still are dependent upon the success of the running game for everything in their offense. If they didn't have to worry about that, if they had a passing game that could pick up when Derrick Henry's having a bad day, I would give them I could I would give them the edge. Uh, but without that, I'm not leaning towards them being successful in this game. And right. It's it's all it's all gonna come down to it though. The rushing mark for this game for Derrick Henry has got to be 135. If he reaches 135 and under, and under yeah. 23 carries, it's a wrap. They're going to win the game, going away. If the Ravens can figure out a way to stop this man at the line of scrimmage, which I'm not saying it's easy. If no, you put him not- out the space, he mushing, he's mushing anybody out there. And if you put him between the tackles, he's going to pretty much run over anybody over there, too. So, like, you just got to wrap your arms around him and pray to dear God that you can stop him. But if you can find a way to hold that man under 135 today, you're going to win the game by a significant margin because I don't trust Chris Tannehill and A.J. Brown to beat Ryan Tannehill. Right, yeah. I, that that goes to show you just how much I care about him. I don't know I, the man name. No, I, that's Tennessee. Not, you can't put this game on them. Um, I think you need one more legitimate receiver for that team for you to not put eight in the box every single play. Yeah, he's not. He's not lying. JT is not lying because if that's me, that's my game plan. I'm literally. I'm putting. I'm putting eight in the box, and I'll bring help over the top for AJ Brown, and I'll leave somebody on the backside with another receiver one on one, and I'll take my chances the entire game. Yeah. It, you if might Tennessee be a couple. Gets, of, what's up? I was gonna say if Tennessee gets out to a lead, then I think that's the only way they win. But they have to get out to like a two touchdown lead to start well, the game before yeah. anything. Like the Ravens aren't a team to play from from behind. You know they no. don't have that sort of passing. You mean the game. Titans don't have the, the team that's stuff to play from? Oh, oh well, I'm, the I'm Titans. Confused. I don't think either team can play from behind. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. Yeah. Whoever gets a, a strong early lead will probably win this game. You get a possession lead, you get 10 points, 14 points ahead, you're probably going to finish this game. Right. Uh, the only thing that I will say, the only thing that I will say is that if a team were behind and had to come back to win it, I think the Ravens are better suited yes. for that in this match. If you had to pick one to come if, from behind – it would be them 100%. Just because off on the off chance that, like, you know, if the Titans get behind, you can't run somebody into submission because the clock is, in, is not on your side. And then that takes away your biggest weapon. You know what I'm saying? I don't trust Tannehill's arm over Derrick Henry's legs. I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. 100%. What's going to suck, though, at least if you're looking at the Ravens playing from behind, they have to find a way to stop the clock when they're just beating the ball down their throats the entire game. Like, if you get a two-touchdown lead with the Titans' offense, like, they're just going to run the clock, like, nonstop. Like, I I don't see what they can do outside of, you know, get a, you know, three and out 
and call it a day. And I, I don't bank on that happening consistently the entire put the game. pressure on put the pressure on the quarterback. Like I said, take Derrick Henry out of the game by stacking the box and force Ryan Tannehill. Even then, that's not a guarantee that if you stack the box that you're going to beat Derrick Henry. No, I I, I get that, but I'm saying like – That's your best bet. That's your best bet. You can't can't put 10 in there. Can you? No. So stack the box up to its maximum amount and live with the consequences. I I just don't trust Chris Tannehill. I want to see him earn every little bit of that $117 million contract. And I just don't think he'll live up to it. I, I don't think he will. I might be wrong, but I do not see him being like somebody that can live up to a contract that big. No, that's fair. As of now, I mean, it could, it could change. Wide receiver. Well, as of ever. What, 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 what has he done to warrant that much money? In my personal No, you're opinion, right. He hasn't done anything to warrant anything, bro. Nothing. Like, you if get, he didn't have Derrick Henry, Henry got him that contract. Like, like I said, switch that the Dak Prescott with him. Like, put Dak Prescott. Oh, that team's winning the Super Bowl. That team is winning the Super Bowl right there. That's that's my point because at least Dak is semi-mobile, and I think that he's just as accurate, if not more accurate than Chris uh, than Ryan Tannehill is right now. Anyway, so that that's my biggest my biggest gripe with him. It's like and imagine being key. able to run read option with Derrick Henry. Oh, it's not, uh, even I was, it's not even fair. That's not even that real deal. That's not even fair. That's not even fair. You know why Ryan Tannehill got that money? It's because he didn't mess it up. That, exactly. Like, it says something. It, it says something to you know not throw interceptions or not com- complete stupid. You know, you, you just get out of Derrick Henry's he, way and don't hurt him. Right. And he complimented Derrick Henry, you know, for the past two years. I mean, let's That's be honest. We thought Mar- Marcus Mariota was a generational talent. And he had Derrick Henry, and he, he, he did nothing. That an Absolutely. Off- yeah. team, when you got Ryan Tannehill in there. I'm not saying we thought it. I'm saying, <laughs> okay. I'm saying the NFL thought Marcus Mariota was a generational talent. But, like, you can't you, – you, y'all can't even flex, bro. It's like, come on now. When Marcus Mariota came from Oregon – None of nobody thought that he was going to be the bust that he eventually became. Like nobody thought. Not that. it's crazy no, that the top the two bust. players in that draft are now bench writers. Yeah, because all we would hear was like, "Oh man, Jameis Winston not going to lose a game in college." Wonderful uh, NFL quarterback bench. Marcus Mariota, good, highly paid uh, backup. Yeah, good job. He's he, no, that's what I'm he's, saying. He's, right he's in Vegas now. Even he's not even in. He's not even in Tennessee anymore. He's a yeah, I know that Eric Carr. You're you're not a better option than Derek Carr. Like let, let's just let's just stick that in right there. Well, I'll say I'll tell you like this, and I know this is like wishful thinking. If I were um like I said, Deshaun Watson is rumored to like he wants out of Houston. If yeah, let's I talk about there, that, bro. There, there are three teams. Here's right the crazy now. thing: they've already, they have come out and said, "Sorry to interrupt, but the Texans have come out and said, even if he asks for it, we're not trading him." That's messed up. That is messed up because everything it's not that right. you said, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take your your advice as far as your influence as far as GM and head coach. He gives them a list of people he's interested in as the GM. They don't even interview any one of them. Don't research any any of them. 
and hire somebody else and he has to find out on Twitter. And then you say, no, we're not going to trade you even if you ask for it. If I'm him, I'm sitting out the season. In all honesty. Like, like, like he's, he's a smart kid. Like, he's a smart kid. He's done well with this money You're in Texas, so you don't have to worry. I'm sitting out and I'm demanding the trade, like, in all honesty. Because, yeah. like, there are, three, there are three teams that if he went to them, like, it's it's an automatic dub. You can't – I mean, it's over with. If the New Orleans Saints find a way to get their hands on him, it is a wrap. Oh, it's over. Turn it off. Like, the NFL will be broken. Like, it, it's going to be broken. Like, I, that, that would be more ex, a more explosive offense than Kansas City. Uh, I think – a, a good place for him would also be uh, Atlanta. I think Atlanta would be a good spot for him. Don't do that. No, you are not going to send that man's career to die. Do not do that to him. No, it would be a good spot, but it's not. It, it wouldn't happen. No, There's it's not no going to. I'm not saying it will yeah. happen. I'm just saying it would work out. I think for both parties, not as far as winning a Super Bowl necessarily, because there's a lot of that things that the Falcons need to do before they win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But, it would be a step in the right direction for that team. He would the have other team. Was up. I, I would just say he would have the weapons he needs in Atlanta. That's the only, the only yeah. thing. Yeah, he had the weapons. I mean, they still need to reconstruct that defense for him and to have a chance. Line. To, yeah, and the offensive yeah. line. But I mean, like New Orleans. That's a. I'm talking about like an instant win. That's another that's, one. That's a walk in. Um, that's that's. I mean, I'm talking about like that's key. a walk in. I show up and like the, you know that's a it's an automatic dub. It's like if I'm Kansas City, it's like you're like damn, like we were only good for for like you know so long, and yeah. then now you got somebody else that's about to break the game. Because think about that dude. With have you seen his numbers? Have you seen that man's numbers? Without. You know, I mean, with with the terrible line, I mean, the terrible line, like, you know, the defense outside of J.J. Watt is is bad, and the receiving core is terrible. And he's still top five in all quarterback statistics. Top five. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's a Barry Sanders situation. So, yeah, that would be my one, my thing. So, it's like him going there. In my opinion, I would want to go, if I were him, I would be open to going to Denver only because I trust the GM situation there and their defense is already tailor-built to win games. Yeah. And then last but not least, this one is like a super long shot. Just because they paid their quarterback too much money already, I would love to go to Tennessee. Because if you run like we were talking about with yeah. Dak, now imagine running read option with him and and uh and Derrick Henry. You don't and look what look what he already does. Look what he already does with the SAR receivers that he has right now. Yeah. It any one of those three teams, if he finds a way to get there, I'm gonna be like, okay, let's go to Vegas. I'm putting all my money down on this team right here, and I'm just gonna wait to reap the benefits. It would be nice if we knew that he was going to end up there and before the odds change, then we go. <laughs> we go. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> like just, just the odds to make the, the conference championship. Like I forget winning the Super Bowl. I just put money down on the conference, making the, the championship game. And I get me a smooth little grip out of that. But 
I don't know, dude. Like there, like he he's a he's a now that's a generational talent that's being wasted. Yes, for no reason. No reason. Uh, what uh, speaking of the Saints, uh, how do we think they're going to fare this first round here? <sighs> that's a loss. I don't see it. War of attrition. If we're talking about like, I mean, and y'all guys can tell me what what y'all think. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, if you compare both of the teams, uh, the Bears, I still am holding on to my prediction that I made last week that I don't believe – I believe that the Bears' defense is good enough to carry them through this game entirely. And if you just have Mr. Bisky not to screw it up, like he hasn't been screwing it up for the past three weeks. But they've been playing sorry the teams lead. the past couple weeks. I, but here, you got to hit me out on this. I, I believe me, 100%. I get it. Not disagreeing with you at all. The teams that they were playing were mediocre. <clears throat> Excuse me, at best. But the facts are the Saints, like this entire year, this is Drew Brees' last year. Yes. He has not yes. looked nearly as sharp or as good as we all thought that he could be. Um. With that being said, he's got to go up against, in one of my, in my opinion, one of the top seven defenses in the NFL with Khalil Mack coming at you at the edge the entire day. They know they like to play the quick game. So with that being said, it's the same simplistic defensive uh, game plan that we had the last time. You know, take away the best receiver. You know, you don't have to worry about loading the box. You can play a lot of zone. You can play a lot of cover two. Um, and sit back and just make sure that you don't let that one guy beat you day in and day out. And if you can put pressure with your front four, especially with, Camille, with Khalil Mack coming off the edge, if you can put pressure and get to Drew Brees a couple of times, I think that that screams success for you because the Bears have a decent, not a great, they have a decent running game. And then when it comes down to it, like if Mr. Bisky can just throw a 7- to 10-yard pass, under pressure, that's all that they need with their defense because I believe their, gener their defense generates at least four turnovers today. It gives them enough to pull out the dub. Now, if that doesn't happen, it obviously it's because that New Orleans is the better team. Yeah. But when's the last time you've seen New Orleans win a game in the first round that they should have won? The last they they usually years, win the first they, round. Yeah, it's they the second them. round or the third. I round. mean the first. I mean you're right, but I'm talking about like in the divisional matchup or the uh, the semis, like Minnesota. Who was the? Uh, it was like Minnesota, Minnesota. Then who? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, was it the Pack? No, it wasn't the Packers. It was the Packers. It was the Packers. It was the. It was Minnesota, the Packers, Minnesota again, and then last year, who did they lose to? I'm just I'm sorry like I'm I'm not a believer like I I am that much on the I I, I am you know personally I don't like the Saints I'm last I, year what? it was Minnesota then the Rams in overtime and then back to Minnesota and Seattle mm -hmm. uh, here's the thing though the 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 Bears have a decent team the Saints defense is like all NFL caliber defense yeah and I don't think the Bears offense does anything 
you know, substantial at least against the Saints. If and there's too many like, like, as far as like the checklist of what this the 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 Bears need to do to be to win this game, it's really long. Like they got to do this, 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 and this. Saints just got to play their game and they're fine. Right. So that's that. I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just you're asking a lot in already a high-pressure situation to begin with. If Drew Brees and or Taysom Hill, whoever plays, um, if they could just be, you know, somewhat confident and, like, not completely mess it up, the Saints should easily win, you know. Now, they'll probably lose next week to Tampa Bay, but right. But interestingly enough, they have a losing the the Bucks have a losing record against winning teams. Yeah, we they, know this. They're undefeated <laughs> against against teams with losing records, and have won two games this season against teams with winning records. So, but then again, and what were those Tom what Brady were those teams the, that they? They lost to the Saints twice. Uh, I'm waiting for you to say that Green Bay game. They beat Green Bay. They agree. They, yes, it. they beat Green Bay. Yes. It's going to happen in the playoffs too. Throwing that out there. Okay. Uh, who's the other team? Two teams playing today. Pittsburgh and. Cleveland. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I Pittsburgh can't... wins by three touchdowns. Pittsburgh's going to win this game yeah. just because. I mean, shoot that COVID. Yeah, coach and your play caller isn't there for the 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 year three quarterback with his first playoff game ever. It's just not going to work out. So, uh, well, uh, let's talk about. Uh, the draft a little bit here. Uh, I know we're a little far away, but let's let's just see. You know, we'll talk about things. I've been looking into certain prospect. Uh, they are saying, obviously, Trevor Lawrence will go number one. Uh, obviously, there's there's just no reason for him not to go number one. They're saying that the Jets are actually going to pull a total Jets and take BYU's quarterback Bryce Young over Justin Fields. I would. Oh. I wouldn't be I'm just being honest. To pull something I off like that. <laughs> I would. I mean, if I were the if I were the Jets, yeah, that's, the Jets would pull a move like that. Uh, and then they're saying the Falcons may pick up Justin Fields. That'll be good for you. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm I'm starting to believe that the Falcons aren't drafting a QB. They have to. Like they they literally. That's the only way of having it. somebody other than Matt Ryan is. Right. That's the only way. But Matt Ryan's what he's signed for at least two more years. Yeah. I I think they're going to try, especially with this being our highest pick. You know. In a, yeah. in a while because we do stupid stuff and win at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I think my my only to... thing with that is that 
what skill player that would be beneficial right now is worth taking with that pick? Um, the defensive end at Miami. Okay. Uh, whatever his name is. But would he be off uh, the board before that? Who's who's got number three? Is that isn't that Dallas? Miami. Miami. Wouldn't Miami probably take him? I don't know. Because they've got their quarterback of the future. Um, right. And there's not a receiver worth taking that early. No disrespect to Devontae Smith. But Ouch. I mean they're projecting that he falls to the Giants, which I, which I would be in love with 100%. Another career dead before it even starts. Damn. Wow, okay. It, it didn't work with OBJ because OBJ is just the head case. Oh, don't do that. OBJ was didn't fit what Tom Coughlin wanted to do. Like, yeah. dude, it's, it's, it's coaching new age talent. Yeah. No one, no one in the NFL anymore is that, you know, clean cut suit on anybody that's good, like come yeah. to work every day. Not like, you know, super straightforward does whatever the team needs them to yeah. do. It's just a new day and age. Kids are built different. Now and, I think Joe judge is doing a lot of good things over there. I think, I think getting in a good receiver uh, would be beneficial to that team making the playoffs next year and actually having a winning record and not make it because everyone else sucked. In fact, they had a chance to make it with six wins. is just insane. But I, th I think that if, if – I think Devontae Smith would be a big pickup for the Giants because they're lacking a number one receiver there. I think, think so. That a hundred percent, they're lacking a, a true number one receiver. Uh, I I can I can agree with that. If it, if anything, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Y'all need a quarterback more so than you need a receiver. Like, cause Daniel I mean, Jones is not it. Daniel Jones could be it if he's consistently not turning the ball over. Cause that's we like if you look at his record when he hasn't doesn't turn the ball over. He's got a really good record. It's just he can't help but turn the ball over, either getting stripped or throwing it to the wrong team. You know, that's his big – if he could fix that, which, I mean, it's clearly a lot to ask for him to fix that. I mean, this year also, how much was Saquon being out, like, hindering their offense? And I, I don't watch their games enough to, to care. I, I know that everybody on the team. I think but. it was as much as it hurt them, I think it did help them a little bit. If as crazy as that sounds. In Do what you, way? Uh, because he uh it they're like they they felt like they had to uh, I felt like they had to get the ball to Saquon instead of it just being an element of the offense. And because they had, they did that, uh, because they had that ability, um, I feel like that was a key factor is that they, they were able to play the game 
uh, they would just stay within the confines of the offense rather than just got to get it to Saquon because he's all we have. Now, I'm not saying that's not the best move because, I mean, that is all you have. But That's all they, they really could do. But the issue is um, within the offense, who is there to actually, you know, do anything? If you want to say Darius Slayton's, like, I guess they're – their top player on the offense right now. I mean, I, I don't see how you can build around that. Or no, even I'm, not, have a... I'm not saying that it's, it's just sometimes when you got this top player, it's you lean on them you're obligated to, to get everything to them when you've got right. anything else. And that can hurt you as much as it can help you. Because you feel like, because you you can't get into a rhythm, you can't run your offense the way you like a, a, in a good way. So like sometimes, learning how to run your offense without that person can help it flow a little bit better. As weird as that sounds, I get what you're saying. I just wish the team had better components, better players that can get yeah. into that flow. Right. Cause like, right. I'm not, I'm not, but sometimes when, when you just focus so much on that, you feel like you're obligated to run everything outside out around that guy. Right. You don't know what you really have if you're right. And you can't run your offense the way it's, you become predictable and you can't, you can't right. you know, play call a true offense. So, I mean, But, you know, who knows when he comes back what this team will look like, if he'll look as good as he was before. Um, granted, he wasn't looking great because obviously he was all they had and he's not as good as he is. He's not Derrick Henry, where it doesn't matter if everybody knows that that's all you've got. But... Who do you think is going to pick up your uh, your boy Mac Jones solo? Uh shoot. Let me see. I actually had something like that pulled up. Okay. First so putting effort into it now. It's it's surprising. Hush, boy. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So if you um if you look at it, I mean, obviously the teams that I believe that need a quarterback if this thing will pull back up. Oh, stop going so slow. Okay, so if you look at it, like, draft order-wise, okay, obviously we know who's going number one. Okay, number two, like, let them be stupid and pick up the BYU quarterback. Like, that's that's dumb. Even though I'm not a big believer in Justin Fields, like, I mean, somebody else might be. Right. Okay, so Cincinnati doesn't need one. I, in my personal opinion, I don't think uh, Philadelphia <laughs> needs a quarterback because you got Jalen Hurts. So, yeah. take that away. Now, seven is a very interesting pitch. I mean, just because I think Matthew Stafford is done in Detroit, I think they'll wind up dealing him somewhere else. And I think that when you look at the scheme and the fit, I would think that Mac Jones would be perfect for Philadelphia. However, I don't see – I mean, not Philadelphia, but for Detroit. But I don't see them taking him with a pick that high. So that, That's my only thing. I don't know if he's worried about a high one round one draft pick. 
it, with New York, heck, I mean, Daniel Jones damn sure wasn't worth that pick, but they, they did it. Um, yeah, so, no, you're right. I mean, trust me, it makes no sense to me. But also at the same time, clearly Dwayne Haskins wasn't worth that high pick either. Right. So then you get to number 10. And, like, number 10 is where it's very interesting with Dallas. Um, Dallas is a team that, like you said, your O-line is straight. Yeah. Running back situation is good. Receiver situation is actually really good. Your quarterback situation, in my opinion, if, the, if that comes back, is good. The only thing that you're missing, in my personal opinion, is a, a decent backup quarterback if something like this were ever to arise again. Yeah. Um, once again, I don't think that Mac Jones is a top 10 pick because of just – I mean, I, I wouldn't waste a pick that high on Mac Jones. Right. But if I were Dallas, I would more than likely – I would use it on him. San Francisco, L.A., you don't need him. Minnesota. Now, this is where things start to get interesting. If he's still on the board, I can see him going to Minnesota. And I can also see him going to New England, in all honesty. That's where I realistically see Mac Jones falling, is in the 14-15 range. Because Kirk Cousins ain't it, never will be it. No. Um, and I think Mac Jones can, you know, he's not going to be a first-year starter, so you're going to have somebody to learn underneath and help him out. Secondly, I would absolutely love it if he went to New England. I think New England's going to give Cam another year, um, and then that'll, like, give him time to get acclimated, learn the offense. So then, therefore, if what happens this year happens again, Mac Jones is going to step in because it should show you um, at no point in time when Jared Stenham was on the field did he look better than Daniel Jones. No. He will not be getting the keys to, to the New England offense ever. And I mean, when I say ever, I mean ever. So that's where, in my personal opinion, I think he realistically falls to. I, I, if, if he goes below 15, I'd be very, very, very surprised. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if he would get taken that uh, taken in the, the mid ranges. I think that'd be the best to hope for him. Um, I I like the Dallas concept because like that just seems the type of guy that Jerry Jones would want. Yeah, yeah. He wants Dak Prescott. He was great and he was a good fit for them, but it's not the type of guy that Jerry Jones would want as his quarterback. Unfortunately, um, I think it's stupid. Which is bad. I mean, because Dak has done nothing but do exactly no, what Jerry Jones is asking him to do. He's been the, the biggest company man of anybody in the league. Anybody in the league. Anybody. And they yeah. and they still don't want to give that man his respect. Which like is I, I would I would say at this point, like especially with with the injury, I would have found Dak. I'm like I'm I'm done. I'm not going to be your company man anymore. So. Uh, you know, I honestly believe that this if, if Tony Romo had asked for that contract that Dak was asking for, he would have got it. I, I I don't I don't doubt that at all. Uh you know, I I th I think also, you know, as much as I don't like it, I don't like it because I know it would work out really well of Mac Jones going to New England. Uh, that's that's another place that that's he's the right mold for that organization. So, I mean, that's, 
that's the that's that's the frustrating thing that that those are two places that are I think perfect fits for him. Now I don't know if Mac Jones being from Alabama wants to deal with the cold of New England. I don't know if he's about that. But you know he's from he's from Cali. Yes, even more so he's not about the cold. Yeah. I, w- I want to throw a dark horse in there. Um, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is up for a new contract. And I don't know if I would pay him if I was San Fran. With how injury prone he is. It's like, right? are we going to really put another $100 million into this guy that's, you know. I, I just don't, don't see. Don't know if he's going to play. Right. And I don't know what other options are out there for San Fran. Um, they would have to trade for someone. Like, they would have to trade for Deshaun Watson or whoever, you know. Right. Or you could draft someone. I don't think that BYU quarterback goes number two. I would hope not. I, 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 I could I would, see the Jets doing something if, stupid if, like that. Like, yeah, I'm not it's, – it's the worst move ever, but I'm like, this is the Jets we're talking about here. Right. So, I, if – I've also seen him going to the Falcons with that number four pick. And that's crazy. That's wild. No, no chance. Um, because you're drafting a QB to be a backup at this point. At if your, you're the Falcons. Taking the draft. That makes yeah. no sense. Um, Unless they think but, it take over. I I don't know. We'll we'll see what the Falcons do. The Falcons have to move some players before they draft. Oh. But if if there is a, a what's his name? Wilson from BYU or Jones available at twelve. I think San Francisco seriously considered drafting them. Oh, um, yeah. because you you save I think they said it was like twenty four mil and yeah. salary cap space by not signing Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's a good team. Like, they have weapons around them. Yeah. You know? just, not- it seems that Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, he's not everyone thought he was going to be. I don't think anybody thought he was going to be that good. Well, apparently I mean, he played – okay. He played, what, two or three games? Yeah, and they apparently they thought he was <laughs> that they, good. Yeah. It helped when he came in and had a great season that one year, but do we think that Kyle Shanahan is better fit as a coordinator and not a head coach? I think you gotta give Kyle Kyle a break. I mean Yeah. He did get a team to a Super Bowl. No. Um I honestly just don't think that he Dude, I don't even think that he – I don't think he's best served as a coordinator anyway, and that's just my opinion. I think he needs to be a head coach because he, like, he's real innovative in the way that he does things, but he sucks as a call player, as a play caller, when it counts. Yeah. I think we all can agree on that. Yes, yes. I- Some of us more than others. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um – Man, I think that's all I really wanted to talk about today. Uh, let's get to the petty moment of the week. I'll let Lemoyne uh, go first. I don't have one. The only thing I could think of, uh, the University of Tennessee, they got caught doing some 
stupid stuff in recruiting, essentially. They're being investigated um, by the NCAA. And instead of um, just taking the L and, you know, owning up to whatever they did or trying to cover it up, they had to be petty and throw somebody else's name out there. Um, and they're trying to get Georgia caught up in this mess because they got caught um, and they lost one of their recruits that flipped to Georgia. I think that's real petty. I don't want anybody to stick up for Tennessee. Everybody, if you if you know anything, snitch on them. I know snitches get stitches, but we don't care. It's Tennessee. Here's, here's, the, here's the dangerous thing about that. Nobody, everybody knows that everybody else is doing shady shit and recruiting. Uh, and nobody says anything because everybody knows everybody. And right. this is going to start a domino effect. If this really gets out, it's, it's okay. Now everybody is going to point out everybody. And this is just, and nobody's going to be eligible for the, for the postseason next year. And I was telling Solo about this uh, earlier this week, but if Georgia gets caught, I'm throwing it out there. Alabama's about to get caught right after us. I'm just. I could see it. The way, way it happens. What you got there, Solo? No, I just, you know, would like to give a shout out to Ohio State. We all know that Justin Fields has cracked ribs. Um, and they thought it would be a good idea to try to, like, smooth one over. With uh, with Nick Saban and say, hey, we have COVID, so could we please talk about extending out the championship game so that we can get people to come back and recover out of the safety for your players and mine? And Nick Saban and Papa Saban fashion was like, hmm, uh, we'll be fine. It's the last game of the year. We'll just play regardless of what happens. Whatever happens, happens. I just like to give a shout out to Nick Saban for like not falling for the what's his name, not falling for the BS that was obviously tried to, you know, that Ohio State tried to pull. Okay. And y'all know, you know how you have the little turnover props on. So the turnover props on the sidelines. Um, for the defense, I think Alabama should have just racks of ribs on the sidelines for every offensive lineman or oh. linebacker that gets a sack during the game. I think that'd be hilarious if they just eat some ribs on the sideline. I'd enjoy it. That, I don't think that that seems healthy. No, not in the middle but of the game. I also love the pity. I love the pettiness. All if right, he here. gets hit like they hit Deshaun Watson two years, I mean three years ago, it's a wrap. That kid oh, yeah. is not going. He's not forget the yeah. NFL. He's not. Or, or when they got Colt McCoy at the beginning of their yeah. run. Oh nine, I remember those legs spinning like a helicopter. And when his daddy didn't put him back in the game, I was like, All right, mine uh, comes from the one team that I. Can't be ashamed for supporting, uh, which would be the UConn women's basketball team. Uh, their head coach, Gino Oriema, he was in a press conference. Uh, one of his freshman players jumped on and was like, hey, you're having a really good hair day. Are you doing anything different with it? He responds with, yeah, well, you know, I woke up earlier and it was a little drier than it usually was. And I was going to use some of your sweat 
but you ain't been working hard enough for me to get any sweat from you. So I had to leave it as is. Hmm. That sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you would say. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. All right. Yeah. Let's get to petty moment of the week. Or not petty moment, we just did that. Let's get to our final thoughts. I call last. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways, um, RIP Tommy Lasorda. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that. Second best manager in baseball, only behind the great uh, Bobby Cox. Okay, we won't unpack that conversation. But uh, mine uh, would be... Um, are you guys strapped up and ready to go for the impending civil war? My life has been the impending civil war, so it's like I'm 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 Is okay this another with day? it. Okay, it's another right. day in the in the life of being black. It's like I just thought it was funny how like the blue lives that mattered like last year were the ones that you were fighting and cussing out, but you know that's that's none of my business. I was expecting some sort of battle royale and just, it was just kind of like, all right, guys, go home. We'll see you later. I just like to, I just like, it's just funny to me personally. It's just funny to me how you can have like people that literally cherry pick everything, everything. And it's like everything that they said that was wrong with a certain group of people they are now like doing and now it's like oh but it's just oh but it's like you know i'm here because i don't want my kids to have to do this and i'm just like whatever y'all are smoking like i need it because it's like i got a lot of stress in my life and i just need like legit just give me the plug I'll slide the money under the table but i need to be as high and reckless as y'all are high and reckless Here's my only thing with it is that it's not the same because y'all weren't hunting somebody. There's mm -hmm. they were saying, "Where's Nancy Pelosi? We gotta find find this woman." Okay, but it's like, okay, you guys may have been taking down property because you were mad about something, and that's that that's a different comp. Y'all weren't saying, "Where's the cops?" Where are the cops? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a bullet in them. Like, it's it's not the same. Really not. No, uh, you you're not lying. You're not lying whatsoever. And it's just like with me personally, I I for everybody, I had a conversation with a young man, like I think it was like right before like all the election stuff had started, like during like, you know, when it was heating up. And like they had the nerve to ask me like why, like, you know, why are you doing this? Well, like such and such is just like Trump is doing this for me. And that's the reason why I'm voting for him because I need to vote for my personal gain. Well, guess what? There you go. Now you get to see what your personal gain is getting for. It get, gets you now. Look around. Everything is basically in shambles. Like uh, the Capitol, which was never breached by any Confederacy. Any at, at any point in time during the Civil War, guess what? 
rebel flag was being flown inside of that as you know they they stormed in hasn't been broken into since 1812 and now look at what happens all because you know you have one person that just plays mind games with a bunch of people and y'all they are big enough idiots to believe everything that he says and so. his lawyer who should know better says this is now trial by combat your lawyer said that oh, we didn't say well, we didn't we never we never said that they were the smartest people jt you ne we never said that they were smart Ugh, you got to be a special oh. kind of stupid to have to want to defend somebody like him just being honest all of this just because he lost the election. It's not because like it's, he it's, lost the election. Not all of it, though. No, this is because he's about to go to trial for a lot of things. Well, you know, he's thinking I about find a way to get out of it. He, he's thinking about pardoning himself <laughs> right before you. He you how? It. How you gonna pardon yourself? We about, this, about to get fired on your day off. How? We about to get fired on your day off. That should that shouldn't be a, you shouldn't be allowed to pardon yourself as a president like that's that's it's allowed. You got to get the person to pardon you because remember when Reagan, yeah, it, no, was it Nixon or Reagan when they were going to trial for Watergate, the vice president that became president after he became after he lost his job. He's the one who pardoned him, and that's the reason why he didn't go to jail. So you can't pardon yourself. So guess what, player? You about to go to jail now. You See, if he's smart, jail. he should he should be pushing for them to invoke the 25th Amendment so that Mike Pence would pardon him. But I don't even know if Mike Pence would pardon him at this point. Why well, I, I wouldn't because you well, my, well he's been calling he's he's basically been throwing Pence under the bus. The, all, your, your biggest supporter. You thrown under the bus. All right, but let's not get too much into politics again because this is a sports show and they'd like to tell us to shut up and dribble. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll end it there. Uh, hope you all have a... FYI, if you haven't seen it, the Daphne versus Fairhope highlights are up on max preps uh not to toot my own horn but it is the biggest win differential in the rivalry's history so um if you would like to go watch something spectacular please go to max preps fairhope uh varsity boys basketball click on the very first video you'll be glad to see an opening dunk from about midway through the paint on some poor little soul by our very own Duke quarterback, Riley Leonard, who, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway, was asked to walk on to the Duke men's basketball team. Hmm. Wow. That's so impressive. Thus saying, I coach the Blue Devil, and I'm going to go get tickets so I can go watch in Cameron Indoor as soon as COVID is open. Over. Go Pirates. Y'all should have won by 60. Do better. All right. With that, I'm, I'm petty, not heartless, Lamorris. I'm petty, not heartless. Just because we'll you don't like, just because we'll they don't there. like me doesn't mean it. Like Michelle Obama used to say, when they go low, we go high. 
right. when I score, mean by score high, more I points. mean by raising up the score. Right, score more points and beat them by 60 next time. I don't want to hear any other excuses. Win every game by 60. Oh, also, to the Fairhope uh, basketball players, if y'all win a game by 100 this year, I'll give everybody $100. Everybody on the team. If y'all win by 100 set. this year. All right. Uh, I think we'll end it there before Lem gives up more of his money. Uh, stay safe this week. We love you. Have a good one. See you, fellas. Adios.